So, so many cool things going on. Uh, number one, I'm super excited to have Naomi back on the show. Uh, Naomi, super talented person in the Amazon growth marketing space. Uh, you've launched an agency since the last time you've been on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you about that. And extra special, uh, if someone Googles your name as they should do, do a little investigation into our guest co-hosts every episode, your Spotify will pop up and they may hear this song that we're playing right now. Uh, so thank you so much for providing the introduction music to this episode. Uh, great to have you back. My absolute pleasure and an absolute pleasure to be back on the show. I was like, yay, let's do this. So, and as also, if you're watching this, you can see I am a fan. So this was the, the length that I done to prove that I'm a fan. <laughs> I am wearing yes. an Amazon PPC2 Ad Badger t-shirt, which I received hey. after being on the show. So thank you for having me for the first time. <laughs> We do our best to thank people for having to deal with me for about 90 minutes or so, because I always make I always make our guests spend a lot of extra time with me preparing post show. Uh, so thank you so much for doing that. My absolute pleasure. I think that your guests are just like thrilled to have done this bit to you. So it's it's fine. So no worries. <laughs> Hey, awesome. And look at this beautiful art that you have going on behind you as well. What a, what mm -hmm. a visually stunning like piece of art. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's made by my husband. And I was like um, chatting with you right before hitting recording. Um, he just had this like at an exhibition, you know, it's an AI wow. generated um, design. And I said like, you know what, I want to represent you as well. So um, it's just a perfect background, I think, for each of our episodes so let's do it funny enough my wife is an artist too which i think is funny that we're in the amazon space i'm not as much as a musician as you are but i try to be a musician uh, and then our uh our better halves are making art as well really cool so naomi since the last time we've talked you launched an agency i want to spend a little bit of time on that because I think there's so many people that have been sellers themselves and I think it's a phenomenal way to like start an agency from like, Hey, I was doing these things to help myself and now I can turn around and help others. I think when you start an agency from the perspective of like, I want to just be helpful because it's, I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. Um, I think that's great. And I'm only assuming that I, we haven't started uh, the interview. I'm just answering questions for you. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, where that inception point came from to start ScaleWave. And congrats, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So being a very um, cat mom, I'm going to point out that you are as much as an artist as I am, only that your stuff is not put out there on the platform. There you go. Getting back to the scaleway stuff. Um, yeah, so um, exactly as you were describing. And honestly, I also didn't want to have an agency or so on. It just came upon the realization that I learned so much during uh, fighting on fighting, during having a very competitive product, you know, and uh, yeah. because there was no answer like there's you have to do it that's that's it you know there's like no looking back you have to do it i had that approach and during that process i learned a lot and 
soon I realized once that, uh, as I was saying, Carlos, at some point he was like looking through our PPC and he was like, oh, like 70% of people who are like agency owners are not doing the stuff that you are doing. I realized like, oh, oh okay, is this for real, you know? And um, I think that was the moment when I realized, hey, whatever I learned during a super hard time for me personally and professionally as well, because like this was our like full-time business, you know, I didn't took out salary, I didn't took out anything. It was like, I want to learn, I want to learn, I'm going to make this work, you know. I think that helped me tremendously to see, first off, as you were saying, there are other sellers also there who are fighting through the same issues as we did, you know, and that could help me relate tremendously to other people. And to explain to them, okay, look, you have maybe a 2,000, 3,000 budget. Why would this work or why this just, it's not possible, you know? And I think that approach helped me also because what whatever we are doing with Wizards of Ecom, it's sellers helping sellers, you know? The same passion came through here as well. I think here it's just like through Scalewave, what I mean. Uh, through Scalewave, I will also have an opportunity to measure all the investment I do in a monetary, in a monetary way. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be the awesome. long answer. Well, that's great. So congratulations and lots of good luck uh, over at Scalewave. Uh, awesome to, Amen to hear that. an update uh, next time you come on the show, for sure. Today we had a fun topic. Uh, I think this mm-hmm. topic will help a lot of Amazon marketers better think about their own skills uh, and hopefully inspires a few to take an inventory of maybe some non-PPC skills that they can tap into to improve their PPC systems that they have and their PPC strategy. Uh, So today we have a really fun topic, which is what non-PPC skills do we think have made us better at PPC? This is what such a cool topic. And I I would say like asking this question to your peers and people that you're ma- masterminding or workshopping with, like, hey, what non, you know, business owner skills have made you a better business owner? Like what things are you doing outside of being a business owner have made you better at being a business owner? So in our case, what non-PPC skills have made you better than a better at PPC. I know I'm repeating the question back. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But the first one that came to my mind was going to the gym. So here in Austin, I go to a CrossFit style boot camp style gym most of the time. And then I run on the weekends around downtown here in Austin. If anyone also runs downtown in Austin, it's possible that you have ran by me on the weekends. But the thing that I think like physical fitness and like working out gives me on a day-to-day basis is planning. I think what's really neat about it is like when you are thinking about you know, how much weight should I use for this exercise or what kind of run am I going to do today? Like taking that time to think about like your goals of your fitness and like what you're trying to do and then build up, you know, how often am I going to go to a CrossFit style gym per week? How many runs am I going to do per week? What are those runs going to look like? How many times a week am I going to go play volleyball as well? I do that. I do that here in Austin too. So that planning, paying attention to your goals, physical fitness, I think builds like discipline to like get the annoying things done, like doing that 
like it builds like mental strength so that you can like look at a list and like not be intimidated by a big spreadsheet uh, or not be, uh, you know, even though I'd never, you know, want to go to the gym, like you still get it done. So being able to know that you should be doing something and then getting it done, that sort of connection is huge. I talk to a lot of people that are like, yeah, I know I should be doing more bit optimization or I know I should be doing that. And it's like, I think what's cool about physical fitness is like, you know, you should be doing it. And then like, all you have to do is just do it. Uh, and if you're able to like work that mental muscle of like actually going and doing it, I think that transcends so well into PPC because like you have this list of things you know you should be doing. And then if you're just able to shut off that part of your brain, that's just like, ah, I know I should be doing it, but I don't want to. So I'm not going to, if you can shift that into like, I know I should be doing this and I'm going to do it. I feel like your PPC account will really benefit for it. So yeah, going to the gym. That's my first one. Yeah, definitely. How about you? And by the way, yeah, even if like on my list going to the gym, it's not one of the things that I think it helps tremendously. Um, I can relate to that because as, as you were saying, okay, like planning and so on. For me personally, it's not only planning, but it helps me serotonin or what kind of like chemicals are going to be produced once that you're like, I'm dopamine. not sure, but it's a dopamine. There you go. So yeah. you are going to have that and it's going to just like pump you up. Like for example, also yeah. before starting recording and before like getting on the call with you, I also just worked out and then I, I went to the shower and just like took a very quick shower and that's just like one it makes you feel good about yourself two it makes you feel prettier and you are also in a better shape so your standards about uh, how do you see so yourself also going to grow so there you go my, my oh, yeah. short or long parenthesis there so what oh, is yeah. my first one what is my first yeah. one is i said having a schedule for every aspect of my life i'm a very creative person and as you are Michael as well. For sure, you know that being creative also means that you're all over the place. You have this core brain and it's like, <gasps> you know, so you're all over the place. And what I noticed without having a clear structure, without planning ahead, with, without having a clear schedule of today, I'm going to have this recording with Michael tomorrow. I'm going to help a client tomorrow. I'm going to do this, this, this. It's just going to give you just enough limitation and just enough structure to uh, be free. So. Mm -hmm. There's a quote that I like. It's like, uh, you get freedom through discipline. So it's like, if you are undisciplined with your schedule and you're just, you know, you're not really aware of like when you're doing a particular thing, it's like things will build up and then you'll get trapped. It's like, whoa, like now I like need to do this. Whereas if you were planned it out, you get a lot more freedom because like you've planned when you're going to do it, how to do it, which is a lot helpful, Yeah, exactly. uh, a lot more helpful than not having a schedule. I think the same thing happens with PPC, right? Like if you know when you're going to be doing it, you'll get it done. Exactly. And what you're going to do. This is like why I was giving this as an example, like why now what I'm doing is I'm very um, structured. Like even before the presentation, I just came up with a few ideas only because I wanted to make sure that we're getting things done. The same that like mm -hmm. you last time, you just brought up a few ideas. Okay, at least we have a structure now. Is yeah. this good? Is this bad? Like, you know, so it's going to help you tremendously. Same with your PPC. Uh, and also why it's so cool is even if it's not a PPC skill, it's going to take out all the thinking process. So you're going to follow an SOP. This, 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 this. I'm downloading this report. I'm going to do like bit optimization and so on. So that's yes. it. Yes. Gotta, 
have a schedule. Uh, my yeah. second thing, actually my second, third, and fourth thing all relate to like the overall theme of being a teacher in a former, believe it or not, there were hundreds of people every year that referred to me as Mr. Fasheen, which is wild. Uh, it's been over 10 years since I've been uh, a teacher. And I think being a teacher, uh, you know, not being from the, the traditional corporate world first, you know, I came from like the education world first. And I think teachers are some of the hardest working people on the planet. And what I think is, you know, the first skill that I really cultivated that makes me better at doing PPC is I think the first one being communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think great PPCers need to be great communicators. In fact, I would say, you know, what's better? Someone who's like 10 out of 10 skill and like one out of 10 on communication or someone who's eight out of 10 on skill and 10 out of 10 on communication. I would bet that if you tracked both of these campaigns over the course of six months, the one that was a better communicator, you should see a better yield, better result from because they are looking at the campaigns. They are talking with peers. They're talking with others. They're getting new ideas. They're like doing those kinds of, they're talking to their client. They're talking to their coworkers and the conversations that will come from that uh, will yield so many more things than if someone was unable to communicate about what's going on with the PPC account. So I think like the skills that I was able to work on through activities, like talking to students about something that, that they might not be interested about, or it might be a dry topic uh, or that, they, that I need to make interesting, uh, or even talking to people that might want to be somewhere else. Uh, you know, I get hired sometimes to be a third party audit to like a company that has an agency. And they're like, hey, I just want to give my agency, you know, it's not bad. They're not you know, sometimes they're mad at their agency and they're like, I, we need somebody else to just verify what they're doing. But a lot of times it's more collaborative. Like, Hey, can we just get another person to assist the freelancer managing my account, give them some new ideas to push it forward. Or even like an in-house person. It's like, Hey, we have somebody managing our account here at the company, but like, I'd love to give them some professional development mm-hmm. and I'll work one-on-one with them. Sometimes at first that person might be a little hesitant or they might be, you know, a little cautious, like what's going on? Like, why is this person here? So like being able to like navigate situations like that, to like learn what the history of the accounts are and like try to get all that, extract that good information and deliver things in a way that isn't going to put them on their heels and like get them to lean in a little bit. Those kinds of things have been huge. So communication skills, uh, I think if you're doing your PPC in isolation and you're not talking to other people about it, you are missing out big time. Like one thing we do here at AdBadger with our PPC managers is like, we'll have meetings and we'll be sharing like wins, challenges. What do you think about this system? How do we improve this system? And like those conversations are where I think your technical skill grows and like your understanding of PPC grows. Uh, Because if you're not able to talk about it, I think you'll be stunted. Um, so for sure, communication. I totally agree with, with that, Mr. Fashin. Now I'm going to call you Mr. Fashin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I used to send kids to the principal's office, <laughs> get in trouble. Yeah. That's me. That's on you. <laughs> for, uh, now you cannot do that. <laughs> so it's fine. That's right. <laughs> no, but like getting serious now, right? Um, I, I like what you said and I totally agree with that. Like being a teacher, I think uh, I'm coming actually from other side and I'm going to come with something that um, 
I am. I have a straight edge, which is I'm a learner. I, I took the strength mm. color finder, and uh, if you're familiar with it, it's if strengths finder. Yes, yeah. and something really cool about it for me personally, what it helped me understand myself, which are my strengths and which are my weaknesses, right? And uh, being a learner is one of them. So I will just stay and I will just study, study, study and learn, learn, learn and find out all the new information that's out there without even realizing that other people are not even aware of. Giving you a simple example, at some point Amazon was playing around with having six placements, sponsored product placements for a week, two weeks, something like that. And most people didn't even realize that that's a thing, you know? Mm. Yes, it depended on category and it also depended on search volume keywords, you know? But yet again, I just noticed it and I just sent it over to Carlos and asked, hey, have you seen this? And he was like, um, no, you know? And he's someone who's really like in the trenches and he's doing all the stuff and he's like a high level PPC manager and it's offering PPC management yeah. services, you know? So I think being a learner personally helped me to not not look to competition rather than figure out stuff and see what's new out there and how can I uh, take it to whatever I'm doing. Like PPC wise, okay, how to plan for it. And why I just wanted to add this because um, learning I think you also have this a strength, being a teacher, you're teaching and learning at the same time, right? You cannot be a teacher if you're not constantly learning. You cannot update someone else on the things that you're learning. So I, I think also I am on a similar side as well. I'm not yet teaching, but uh, being very interested in whatever it's new and wanting to continuously learn, I think also uh, improves you as a PPCR. It doesn't really matter of what kind of skills you have at fact, at effect or what kind of strength you have you know it's still going to help you and you just should um, get introspective and see which are the things that you're already good at to help you with whatever you're doing for sure you know i don't know how anyone gets into doing ppc unless they've learned to do it in the first place yeah. so being able to to learn to understand what it is and continuously learn absolutely huge the third thing for me relates back to being a teacher. And this was kind of your first point, which was just planning, systematization, like understanding that, you know, what is the system that I'm going to be using to get blank task done, like being organized, like having good Google Drive organization for all of the bulk files that you download and being sure that they're labeled properly and, and put away properly, uh, having good filters for all of your clients, like having good task management, having good uh, schedule management, uh, you know, having everything at, at once in my Google calendar, my work, my other work email, my personal email, like calendars all aligned, like actually using them. Um, for sure. So, so we've talked about planning coordination in your first point, so I won't get into it too much. And this kind of jumps into your third one, uh, not so much planning the day, but, uh, you have down planning ahead and risk management. That's a really interesting one. Where do you do risk management outside of, uh, Amazon advertising? I love to take topics that have nothing to do with uh, a specific skill. For example, for PPC, I wouldn't, you're the only podcast that I'm listening to that is PPC, right? <laughs> Anything mm -hmm. else that I'm listening to is, has to deal with mindset, has to do with coaching. Um, risk management, it's something that I learned from Nassim Taleb. Um, which one Nassim. is the book? It's, it, 
last yeah. one. There you go. Yeah, and uh, not the black swan, but uh, fooled by randomness. Anti fragile was the book. Um, it's full by okay. red wait because he has like a lot of them and he's he talks about this specific song but uh, in this one the full full by randomness it's a really interesting concept it says that most people will think that they are lucky only because they didn't plan ahead and they got lucky and that's going to make them believe that they know how to do stuff so the second and the third time when they are going to get lucky it's going to make them feel that hey they are really uh, in charge and the fourth or fifth time it's they're going to get, or the fourth time, let's say, they're going to get unlucky, but because they thought so much that everything they know, you know, they're going to risk too much. Therefore, they are going to lose everything what they built up, you know. And here, as risk management, I think also it has to do with PPC. Most of the time, um, I see people, they are just, okay, this keyword worked for me and like 100% return, you know, and I'm going to bet, I don't know. 90% pl- 90% placement let's go for it you know and then it's going to screw up your ACOS it's going to screw up everything and you're going to be placed into a different placement you know and then that's c- going to actually hurt you rather than help you know so yes. I think that that approach is going to help you tremendously think hey it's fine but still I shouldn't invest invest more now within quotes because here you're yeah. also investing in PVC right more than you can afford because you can die only once but if you die then that's it you know <laughs> So kind of that's yes. my approach. Naomi, I love that topic. Uh, I think it's so valuable and it's so pertinent in our space too, because someone will do something in an account and like it will go well. And then sometimes that'll get shared on like social media. And what yeah. I think is so fascinating is like you could do that exact same thing 10 times in 10 different accounts potentially. And like get like 10 different end results. However, when we're an individual just doing it ourselves, we only see what's in front of us. And I think it's so fascinating. That's that's sort of like survivorship bias. Correct, yeah. I'm like so fascinated with it, like the Amazon PPC world, also in like the overall like success world and like entrepreneurship world and like business world where there's so much like survivorship bias. It's like where a person often doesn't even know why they are successful. And a lot of times they'll like attribute it to like, oh, I woke up at 4 a.m. and like grinded hard uh, before anyone else woke up. And it's like, maybe that's what contributed to your success or or whatever. Or I, I meet a lot of people that like started some random company and like you could just tell like they think they are king midas and like everything they touch it turns to gold and it's like (laughs) you know what degree of like randomness or like luck or whatever actually contributed to it uh, where they were at the right place at the right time Uh, i think it's so fascinating so i like love this topic i think it really like plagues our i mean society as a whole as well as the amazon marketing space where it's like why did that work how did it work could it work again like what were the fundamentals that caused it to work somewhere else i think this whole topic is like so fascinating to think about and so if you're not aware of this i think with all these like skills it's always like well what happens if you don't have it i think if you like you don't have this skill it's like you're going to be doing things one time and get a certain result maybe it's good you do it again and now it's bad and you might not know why both times. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's so fascinating. So like really understanding, like, I know I'm like explaining yours and I'll stop. <laughs> I 
appreciate you. Like, no, 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 I love it. Like also yeah. my husband, I am the one that like, it gives a sentence in two, like it gives you an answer in two, two, two words or three words. And he's the one that's like going to explain it. Yeah, I, I love that. So it, it's, it's a synergy, right? <laughs> okay, but betting. Called, yes, uh, some people call it mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with that, so go on. But something that I would love to add there, and you just brought up a really good topic, maybe for next episode, what we could do is coming up with all the biases, because I think there are so many biases that yeah. people are not aware of, and they are assuming that that's the way to go. So that could be also a good topic for next time. And this is how I just plug myself for a next episode. See, it was very, very smooth. I'm a cat mom. <laughs> <laughs> you said that twice now. You said you're a cat mom. What does that mean? Um, being, uh, I think the difference between cat people and dog people is uh, you really have to work hard for someone's affection, a cat's affection, and they can. It's a harder way how to get someone's affection, but if you do, then you get loyalty throughout your life, you know? And I think here, what it has to do with being a bit not obvious, but getting your point true and like getting what you want. I got you. That's it. <laughs> I got you. The last thing for me relating back to a teacher, uh, this is an interesting skill that I picked up, but it's almost like being an attorney preparing to go to court where you're going to have to present something. And mm. what I think is the skill that I picked up when I was a teacher, and this was a while ago, and I've heard it got even tougher, but if you want to fail a student. So like the student, you know, was late to class every single day. They like never studied, never did their homework, and they ended up failing for the year. And they're going to have to retake the class. That's like a big deal. I'm not just talking about like failing a test or failing just one semester, but like for the year where they're going to have to redo it. Like this is like a pretty significant deal because like you've potentially just changed the course of their entire high school. And you know, if, imagine if they're failing like four classes, they're going to have to retake that and like go to summer school and like things like that. So it's a pretty big deal. So when you do this, you need to present like what happened to the guidance counselor, present it to their parents, present it to them, uh, help them understand what was happening. And what was what's cool about it is like, you need to be on top of your stuff in order to do it. You need to be able to like if you're going to be a good teacher, you need to do like early warning signs. Like, hey, you're on track to potentially fail for the year. Look at this, 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 and the other thing. Relates back to PPC. If like you're running a campaign and it's not working well, it's like raise the alarm bell before a client does. That makes you a great PPC manager. Get in front of it instead of being proactive instead of reactive. So like the more proactivity you can take in a PPC campaign, the better when things are you know not going in the direction you are understanding what the biggest reasons are because of the situation relates back to what we just said. Like it's a skill to be like identifying the things that are causing the student to fail or identifying the things that are causing a campaign to go bad is a skill. So like, that's where a lot of these skills come in. Like you need the discipline to like do the digging. You need to like have time dedicated for it to do the digging, to figure it out. You need the analysis skills to figure it out. And then you need like a really strong gut to be able to say like, there might be like 10 different things going on, but like, this is the biggest one to focus on. That's a huge PPC skill. Uh, being able to identify why things aren't going the way that they are. And then if you've done all of those things, 
when it comes time to do the weekly report or the monthly summary, it's like presenting all of that in one concise, cohesive story with a game plan to improve. I think that takes a tremendous, that's like a tremendously high level PPC skill of like evaluate early warning signal, evaluate what's going on, identifying why things are the way that they are, coming up with a game plan to fix it, and then, you know, following through. That's a that's I think a PPC skill that packs Ooh, a punch. Definitely, and you know what? Actually, that goes really well with um, mine. Was here like relationship. I wrote like leveling to people and ask them questions instead of selling them on things. Yeah, but now now mm. that what you are saying, I think the way that you approach things, first off, it's going to show that you're professional, so you know what you know. Uh, you you know what to do, right? But second thing, I think what's going to show, it's not only that, but it's, it depends from people to people, right? <laughs> maybe someone, maybe I'm the type of client, okay, it doesn't matter, just show me the numbers and so on. But there are also the type mm-hmm. of people or personalities who, hey, you care for me. This is why you went ahead and above and beyond that, as you are saying, you noticed this that I wouldn't have noticed, you know, and it wasn't your job necessarily to notice that, you know? So I think that those are actually the things that are going to build up even stronger relationship with your clients because you're going to get only once someone's trust and you're going to lose it only once, you know? So here, like the skills that you mentioned are tremendous. Also, like not only client to client or agent to client, agency to client base, but on a relationship level as well, you know? So I love that. And uh, for me uh, to actually wrap up with the fifth one or do you have some? Oh, you have also the music. Okay, so never mind. This is mine. Please go on. Yeah, the last one, which actually put us on to this topic yeah. as like the topic we were excited to talk about today was we both have a love of playing music. And for me, one of my favorite things to do when I pick up the guitar every day, I try to get 20 minutes of practice in every day. And one of the things that I love doing is working on technical exercises, which most people probably roll their eyes at. But uh, like I have friends that like love to play the blues. It's like, yeah, you know, I just want to feel the music. For me, I'm picking up my guitar and I'm working on like some obscure technical exercise or some like heavily technical song uh, where I'm like working on it for a year at a time. Uh, Currently, I'm working on Rondo Alaturka or Turkish March. Oh, yeah. If you've ever, you know, for those that don't know, could you hum a little bit it? Should I sing it? there you go (laughs) yes that that thing um so it's so fast and it's so difficult on the guitar that uh i just have so much fun with it so like working on technical skills i have found have made me like really good at like and comfortable at the guitar so i feel like how this translates to ppc it's like you cannot be afraid of spreadsheets mm-hmm. and be good at PPC straight up. You know, I've no, I've no, I've said on the show before, like, hey, if you don't want to go too hard on bulk files, you're probably going to be fine. Sure, yeah, that's true. Like, there's other things that you can do. You can do things manually if you have a simple account. But like, to be a great PPC person and to like really master your campaigns like you got to get comfortable with spreadsheets because there's some things that like a bulk file is going to be best at no software is going to you know be able to match it for certain things that that i think is like so valuable so that's made so like if you can go to the nitty-gritty technical part of amazon ppc 
I think the rest is going to be really comfortable for you. Like I never practice like simple songs, like, you know, campfire style songs, like, you know, just singing and strumming. Those are like very, very easy, uncomfortable for me. So things like thinking about campaign structure, like I feel like I can juggle campaign structure, like while riding a unicycle, because I can build any campaign structure in a spreadsheet. So like I'm able to do that technical thing and I'm able to like think think about and like visualize and conceptualize and communicate these things relatively simple because I ain't afraid of no spreadsheet. So like technical skills unlocks doors for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love that you put like technical skills unlock doors. Definitely. I agree with that. And I'm coming now from a mindset that so I'm a music producer and music producers or Producers generally, they are very like this float and free spirit and so on, you know, and I was like that, right? I was like that. And for yeah. me, like spreadsheet, that was spreadsheet were the most intimidating things ever for me when I started and sure. opened up my first uh, campaign to see what's going on there. And yeah. I am like on the biggest like PPC show. So why not just tell publicly that for the first year, I haven't even gone through bulk sheets, bulk files, and so on. Bum, 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 bum. You know? Um, only because of that, exactly what you were saying. I was very much, oh, I, I can like just go through the accounts. Bear in mind that I had 300 campaigns, you know? And it took yeah. me, it took me five to six hours to go through them. And I didn't even done the job right, you know? So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Laughing. <laughs> Well, it's, it's good, you know, like uh, you yeah. were intimidated by them yeah. for so long. And uh, I think it's good for people to know like, hey, it's normal to yeah. start that way and you can persevere. Yeah, you can but break I think the point that I wanted to make with that, it's also I've seen like um, in my professional life, I was avoiding technical, you know, I was this free spirit. However, the realization is that you cannot be, you have to be both. It doesn't matter. You have to be technical and creative at the same time. If you're not able to get across, like for example, this podcast, if we're not able to getting across all our ideas, so our listeners are going to, hey, that makes sense, you know, I'm going to ex execute on that, then it doesn't matter how good we are at or our PPC skills, you know, because at the end, we have to make them aware of the facts, you know, and these are, these are also technical skills, basically teaching them that, look, this is what happened to me and this is how it, it should be. Makes sense? And that was a bit of yeah, tangent. For sure. But here, like for mine, uh, which is the last one, it's trying to apply systems instead of instead of goals so uh, and i said trying because i'm still trying to do that it's harder than you would think uh, we are raised in a mindset of you need to have goals you have to achieve that and that's going to be a goal right uh, what i noticed is um, sometimes it can be wishful thinking which yet again mm -hmm. um, we have to just say it or call it as what it is Applying systems versus goals here, specific for PPC, for example, as I was saying, you have a clear SOP of what the, what are the things that need to be done or what are the things that all the time will need to be done. So having a clear system in place is going to think out, first off, the error, two, the extra thinking process, three, uh, it's going to free up time, right? And you already are way more valuable or you're, you're bringing a valuable point to someone else rather than someone who's not doing that, who's like just goal-oriented, right? So I think here the systems and really applying systems, not only to PPC, but um, generally like everything in life, it's going to free you up to do the things that you actually love doing, you know? Yeah, you got to reverse engineer. 
like what am I going to do in order to get there for sure exactly exactly so Naomi we've done it if you've made it to this point 40 minutes into the show to hear Naomi and I share uh, a bit about our personal lives uh, and some of the skills that we've curated over time uh, and how they make us good talented PPC managers I hope uh, I thank you um, Naomi can we play can we play out with your music again course, for the outro why not <laughs> awesome <laughs> this is great uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show uh, it is always so fun will you come back again in the future yes yes I will definitely yes and uh, I, you know you've mentioned uh, mm-hmm. Carlos a few times here uh, so we already know that we can find you yeah. at ScaleWave where else can people find you just in case they don't yeah, know yeah definitely so I've, whoever is going to look up ScaleWave just like a Full disclosure there, the .com domain was not available. So it's scalewave.io. Remember that when you're going to check us out. Yes. Um, the second thing, Carlos and I started the podcast. I mean, he started the podcast and I joined as co-host last year. And so far, we managed to have almost 200 episodes. Carlos is an awesome guy, super humble human being, Amazon seller. He also offers services. No one or very little people know about that. What we did instead is we, or he especially, built up the community, Wizards of Ecom community. We also have a school here in South, South uh, Florida, you know, and that's what we do. Sellers are helping sellers. I know it It might seem as a weird or strange or like dump motto, but this is what we're all about, you know. It's hard. It's oh, hard as a seller, mm-hmm. you know, to get things done. And especially it's very lonely. So we are here for you, sellers, helping sellers, uh, Wizards of Ecom. Uh, we also have a telegram chat which you can join that's amazongroupchat.com and there are like i think it's the most activist telegram chat of all because people are just like answering questions and uh, asking questions and it's fun so yeah that's the easiest way awesome i have to ask too bonus question what made you guys pick telegram i know that there's many uh i do some dabbling in the crypto space and like telegram's big over there Uh, so is discord why did you guys land on on telegram um, they started on WhatsApp and WhatsApp at some point. So we have around a thousand, thousand two hundred um, active users at this point, you know, and uh, WhatsApp didn't support that. So this is why transitioning to Telegram mm. and that also uh, enables you to filter out more people and to be aware, like, you know, whenever someone is joining, you have to yet again, risk management. Uh, you assume the best in the same time, you cannot not assume the worst, you know, and the Telegram for that, it worked well. That's why. That's great. Uh, but yes, highly recommend Wizards of Ecom. Uh, you guys are great. Naomi, thank you again. Have a good one. And Badger Nation, I'll see you next week here. Mm-hmm.